I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. School of Humans. Oh my God, here we are. It's another episode of Cadaver Gals, the show where we talk about all the ways you can die to cope with our own mortality. I'm one of your hosts, Gabby, along with Taylor. Oh, hello. And Nika. Hi. Oh my God, look, two fun and flirty buddies and me. Only two of us are fun and flirty and then one's just Gabby. Yeah, one's fun, one's flirty, one's Gabby. Perfect. Um, so today, <laughs> Nika is going. <laughs> today, Nika is going to tell us about a particularly horrific type of torture. Uh, so that's going to be fun. Everyone's happy about it. And then Taylor is going to tell us about how an instrument led to one man's demise. Some content and trigger warnings for today. We have sexual abuse, animal abuse, torture, disease and infection, and dudes who be playing their instruments all the time. Those dudes that be playing their instruments all the time, that's where that's where we'll get you. Yeah. <laughs> I bet luckily I don't think it's gonna be a guitar or a ukulele, so I think at least we can be happy about that. So this is Cadaver Gals and cue the music. Cadaver Gals. Oh, Cadaver Gals, here we are just being, having fun. And uh, I want you guys to really get ready for this story that Nick is about to tell because I looked at it a little bit too and I was like, oh no. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> oh no is correct. Nika, what are you talking about today? Well, I need to tell you guys, I need to confess. Let's get Catholic here. Um, I need to confess about something. I oh, have... Call me daddy, priest daddy. <laughs> okay. I have a personal... I don't want to call it a phobia because I don't think I should, you know, label myself. But it is a big fear of, of rodents. I really do not like them. In fact, Gabby has band merch, and the band merch is like a white tee that says the future is full of rats. And I don't know why I bought that shirt from Gabby because an ideal future for me is one without rats. Like I would rather never see one ever in my lifetime. I think that's just because you're a good friend. So I thank you for purchasing <laughs> a shirt. I, Taylor didn't buy one. I so. didn't, but I didn't. Taylor, you slutty I don't slut. know. I missed out. I want one though. Can I still get one? <laughs> too, too late. late? It's too late. You okay. you and all the listeners can visit my website now. No. Yes, no. but Taylor, you can. <laughs> no. Okay, great. Okay, anyway. <laughs> well, but Nika, I will say that's a pretty, I would say that's a pretty fair fear. 
It's fear, natural. Fear. It's a natural fear. Yeah. Anything that scurries like that, I'm just super uncomfortable with. Squirrels, it's like, you know what? Okay, you're a little fluffier. But if, have you ever really looked at a squirrel? Those be looking kind of rat-like. Anyway. They are, but also, like, rats can transmit diseases and stuff. That and is, that's kind of – That I is true. I feel like that's the inherent fear because otherwise, yeah, we'd be, like, fine with them as, as like – Ooh, I don't As know. much as we are with squirrels, A rat perhaps. tail? No, no. Have you seen their behinds? Mm. Yeah, it's gross. It, it is gross. <laughs> anyway, um, all that to say <laughs> – in Cadaver Gals, I feel like we make it a point to directly face our own traumas. Like one time when we were um, recording at the beach and Taylor started crying during a recording session because mm, trauma was brought up. So I figured, hey, let's do some research on rat torture deaths because I like – I hope you cry. Okay, bitch. Anyway. Well, y'all made me cry hard. Okay, your memories made you cry. We just brought them up. Let's be real. Let's okay. be real here. Oh, Taylor's getting stressed out. <laughs> Is that gaslighting, Nika? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> no. <laughs> I would never. Okay, listen. So. Rat torture sounds rat fun. Rat torture, yes. So it seems like the term rat torture actually didn't become popularized. And I say popularized because everyone's talking about it, clearly. Um, yep. But basically, writers during the Elizabethan era in London kind of caught wind that this weird thing was happening where an underground chamber in the Tower of London would constantly flood because of the Thames River. Um, now this, not exciting because people were there, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, rats would pour into the chamber because the, the river would flood and um, many prisoners were kept there. And so the rats would be like, where am I? You know, crazy night, wild night. I woke up hungover and would pick at the prisoners' bodies. And um, basically, that was a big scandalous thing that was happening. The writers wouldn't shut up about it. So if you look up like rat torture, people think that's where it originated. That's actually just where it was like officially recorded. There is, however, evidence that and we're taking things back to ancient Rome. Emperor Ooh. Nero. Yes, he had a little a little kink. <laughs> he loved to put people in barrels and then put hungry rats inside of said barrels and um, question, like, prisoners or use it as, like, a method of justice. And, and the rats would basically consume the prisoners. That is so rude. That's such a, that's such a cool kink. I'm really glad he was into that. I know, right? That's cool. Nero was a funny man. Anyway... So that's kind of like where it originated and then it got, you know, real popular in London because that would happen in the Tower of London. And then I found the like godfather, big daddy, patron saint of torture, and his name was Diedrich Sonoy. Now, this man, he loved torturing people. And Ooh. he was actually one of the leaders during the Dutch Revolt, which it started in 1566. And basically what happened in the Dutch Revolt is this king from Spain had inherited the lowlands, which basically consisted of the Netherlands, parts of France and Germany, and I think Luxembourg and Belgium. And these Dutch Protestants that lived in the lowlands were like, we're not having it. This is too much cultural change, you know, the Catholics, like, I can't do that. I'm so sorry. And so they began a resistance led by this guy called William the Silent, which, uh, okay. And <laughs> like, I'm like, which, oh. all right, that's your name. That's yeah. good. That would never be my nickname. Can you imagine? I feel like Nika no. the talkative. <laughs> Nika the pretty. Nika, okay, anyway. <laughs> um, sorry. So William the Silent had this buddy, and that buddy was Diedrich Sonoy. And it seems like Diedrich would place a bowl on the stomach of a naked prisoner. And the prisoners mm. would – they were like people that they would question for information or people who belonged to like the royal army or, I don't know, Catholics, whatever. And um, <laughs> the, Catholics, whatever. Catholics, Catholics, yes. It's fine. A lot of Catholic references in this in this episode already. Interesting. That's when you know it's horny. Okay, anyway. So he would put this bowl on the prisoner's stomach and then put hot – and then put a rat, obviously, inside of the bowl or multiple nope, rats. Nope, nope, Uh-huh. Nope. Listen, can you imagine them? Their whiskers on your tummy. Uh, mm -mm, um, I don't like it. And then he would put hot coals on top of the bowl. So – 
Where would the rat go, Taylor? Oh, Away from the heat. Away (laughs) Away from from the the heat, heat. which is down, which is down into the epidermis of the human. (laughs) Don't love that. Wow. Mm. So scientific. Yes, that is exactly what would happen. So rats have very, very sharp teeth that can cut into a lot of stuff. Skin, human skin, for sure. So they would eat through the stomach and Diedrich would be happy and feel powerful. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, yes. That's You're just exactly like clapping on the side of the torture like, yay, they're doing it, yay. my little rat buddies. Yes. And also, I found out that another guy is connected to rats and rat torture and that is your favorite person, Gabby, Sigmund Freud. I do love Freud. So he dealt with this patient that he lovingly called Ratman, which again, like these nicknames are killing me. Like that's really is that sad. a superhero? Ratman. <laughs> Ratman. That's like if that was your like secret power was you could like corral the rats or whatever. Oh, there's in uh Shrek, there's uh one of the Shreks, the fourth one I think, where there's the that Piper... many Shrek movies? Shrek yeah. is iconic, Gabby. Don't be mean. <laughs> Shrek is actually queer cinema, and you need to get it together. Anyway, keep going. Okay, Pe- my apologies. Peter the Piper, he puts his little pipe on, and he – is this right? There's something where the rats come in, and they they carry him around. He, like, plays his it little fl- – literally little- so gross. And then the rats, like, take him where he needs to go. You know, actually, speaking <clears throat> of rats, I will say this. And before I say this story, I want to say Colombia is a very beautiful modern country – Full of joy, full of opportunity, but it can get a little crazy at times. I heard of a friend who was on a bus, a public bus in Colombia, and a man came on the bus and had two rats in his hand. And basically, how do you say atracar? Atracar is to like um, ask for someone to give you money. Atracar. Threatens. Rob. 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 Yes. Rob. So let's all learn a Spanish word today. Atracar. Anyway, this man robbed the bus by holding the rats up and basically being like, give me all your money. And he had the rats and people gave him money because they didn't want to deal with the rats. I mean, I would. Wow. You know. (laughs) So bad. So ingenious, though. Like, very creative. Innovative. That's very innovative, you know. I mean, here we would just, you know, use guns because we have them. In America, though, what we should do, I'm going to advocate for that policy is we're going to take your guns, but we're going to give everyone a rat. For <laughs> each gun, you get a rat. <laughs> the future is truly full of rats. Okay. The future is great. <laughs> Indeed. So this guy, rat, back to Freud, rat man, apparently had obsessive thoughts and fears specifically surrounding rat torture because he, his lieutenant, he was in the military, and his lieutenant apparently used to do rat torture. And so he was convinced oh. that that lieutenant would hunt his family down or his loved ones down and make them, like, put them through rat torture, essentially. So, you know. Rat torture, clearly it has been consistently here throughout the years. Well, I, I, fear, for as- I fear asking this question, but, like, so how far can the rats get? And, like, does it kill them? Probably, yeah, because it how- depends on how far they get. You know what I mean? Yeah, can you, can you take us back to the scene with Diedrich? You know, he's laughing to the, uh, to the side, having a great time with his rats burrowing into somebody's body. Yes. Like, what would happen after that? Well, if it was like questioning, then he would stop it if they talked, obviously. And many times, it's really interesting, just the fear of rat torture would make people speak, like if they're being interrogated. But if it was just like death, he would just let the rats burrow and then the people would bleed out to death. They wouldn't necessarily die from the rat torture. Ew. Ah. Great question, so Taylor. Like, <laughs> but like indirectly, they are. Like without the rats, they wouldn't be the bleeding to death you know exactly so. so technically like it would kill them but it was like the bleeding out not the actual act of you know rats consuming you and then mm. how are the rats post burrow yeah how are the rats full bellies the rats <laughs> oh no <laughs> would they get out of the person or would they be reused rats or would they just be like you know i can't new ask rats? Diedrich specifically, I know for a fact that Emperor Nero, if you're asking about the reusable, um, sustainable quality of rats in terms of rat torture, because it is a sustainable form of torture, you know, there's not really like a lot of greenhouse gas emissions happening because of this, Um, (laughs) Emperor Nero would 
put the hungry rats inside of the barrels, as we all know. And then if the rats were full because they'd stop eating, he would put more rats, hungrier rats. Mm, so it was hungrier really like, rats. Yeah, it was like a never ending thing. He was able to feed his rats yeah. and torture too. Yeah, basically like as long it's as great. as long as the rats were hungry, torture was possible. There was another um I didn't research this one as much, but there was another one in ancient India where basically people it was like a torture device. Big pants. The torture device was big pants. Listen. Big so pants. <laughs> I'm, I'm so trying like to what explain Gen this. Z is wearing right now. <laughs> kind yeah. of. Kind of. But like the pants were really big in like the groin area and in the thigh area. Oh, but then no. closed up tight in like the ankle or like the knee area. And so what would happen is they would throw hungry, hungry hippos, rats, into the groin area. And the rats couldn't escape. And so they would chomp, chomp. Ew, on Mm-mm. your genitals. Chomp, yes. chomp on your genitals. I don't like that at all. You know, Unlike neither. everything else, which I really liked. You know, all the other <laughs> descriptions were really The spirit of Diedrich is with Gabby. Because I just imagine Diedrich sounds like a super freak, and it seems like he would have, you know, like his prized rats, you know? He'd be like, Who are, these are my three best rats, and I like to, like, reuse them or something, you know? What I will say, too, is that rat torture has been pre- used pretty recently, too. Like, this isn't just a casual thing that used to happen in ancient times because it's so sustainable it's still happening oh no yeah so really i mm, yes that's messed up during the military dictatorship in chile pinochet who was the leader of this horrible dictatorship that lasted from 1973 to 1990 so literally y'all britney spears was like dropping hits while this was happening anyone rebelling against the dictatorship would suffer like horrible torture and imprisonment if they were caught. And I found the story of one victim who was a 23-year-old woman called Luz de las Nieves Aires Moreno, suffered three years of torture under his dictatorship. And this included a variety of things, including like electrical shocks, seeing her brother and father being tortured while she was beaten, and also being raped by animals and rats because oh the dictatorship thought that rats would make her sterile. They shipped her off after three years as a quote-unquote threat to Chile, which is insane. And then she was able to get treatment and was able to have a child. And she has, has a wonderful 18-year-old daughter. This was from 2003, but obviously hoping she's still okay. Um, so she was able to have a kid, but that is why they would do that, which is just disgusting and horrible. So this is still actually pretty recent. The Brazilian dictatorship also used rat torture. It's just like a common gross thing, essentially. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't. I and mean, there's so many rats. There, oh my gosh, there available. are so many rats. I know. I will never forget when I was in Brooklyn one time and it was like 2 a.m. and I was walking the streets and the rats don't move for you. They don't move for you. They like, they'll be like, these are my streets now. And I just remember having to like dodge them. It was the most traumatic thing I've ever experienced. Yeah, every New Yorker has some rat story, and like they've they all. If like, you have some rat rats. stories, you need to send them to us. Yeah, I feel like rats, like New York, is their town, you know, and yeah. like all the people who live there are just guests to the rat mm-hmm. town. That's you so know, the rat race, the rat town. Also, I do want to clarify that I don't think Britney Spears was dropping hits until like the mid 90s. Um, so she might have been dropping them after the regime. So just, you know, because I want to make sure we're factually correct because, you know, Taylor, she got dragged, you know, for <laughs> citing the right information. But you know she what? She did like get that dragged sometimes. for citing right information. <laughs> Wonderful. Y'all, please send us a good review if you like this podcast. We, we are sad. <laughs> um, no, no you're right. Sad. You're right. I was really sad this week. Oh, Taylor. <laughs> who's another okay. who's another like early nineties icon though? Cher. Cher was dropping dropping hits during that time. Well, Cher also is incredible because she's dropped hits for in every decade since the sixties. So she's exactly. had like number one this whole time. Cher so yeah, Cher was dropping hits. The Chilean dictatorship, which is incredible. Before, after she was there the whole time. Yeah. Well, hopefully not there because I, I would have hoped that she would stop it, you know. Um, Cher, why don't you stop the dictatorship? Kidding. Um, anyway, so yes, that is rat torture. It is gross and it is horrifying. And you've probably seen it in um, like Game, Game of, of Thrones, Thrones season two. Yes. Also, Sinister 2 has a rat torture scene. And then t- Fast and Furious 2. Too Fast, Too Furious also has a rat scene. <laughs> So, wow. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. It sounds like this might be too popular at this point. We should really just not be even be talking about it because it's been talked about too much, you know? Too popular. Now it's in Cadaver Gals, so... Yeah. <laughs> so popular. So, guys, you can't talk about rat torture anymore. Um, but I guess maybe, okay, hopefully... I mean, if rat torture still goes on, I guess the future is full of rats and rat torture. So, woohoo, humanity. <laughs> That's your next merch item. Yeah. The future is full of rat torture. Oh, no. <laughs> Sad face emoticon. Well, Nika, thank you so much for... Um, I am excited to become the next rat man and also be haunted with nightmares of rat torture. So thank you for that. Um, and when we come back... We're going to talk a little bit more about some fun and flirty animal torture that's happened. So just you wait. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpert. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, we're back with Cadaver Gals. Here we are. 
Uh, Nico was just telling us about rat torture and the many different ways you can use rats to torture people. You, listener, can use rats to... No, I'm just kidding. Don't. Um, don't do it. Don't do it. As cadaver gals, we like to do here a lot of things you shouldn't do on our show. So animals have been used in a variety of ways to torture people throughout time. And I just... It's really fun, you know, looking at the history of torture because you're like, wow, people are bad and creative and sadistic. So I'm glad you mentioned Nero too, because we're going to talk about Nero even more later in the episode, but he is kind of related to some animal torture. Basically, um, when he was emperor, he hired this one, you know, girl boss, badass woman named Lacusta. And she was a notorious maker of poisons. So she, a lot of people called her a sorceress. And so she would make poisons. Nero would get it for his enemies and stuff because he loved to kill people. It was one of his favorite things. That and sex, two of his favorite things. What a sweet guy. Yeah. But after he died, um, his the, the next emperor, Galba, there are rumors that he... By rumors, I mean fake historical stories. So they're not historical. Just fake stories about how this woman was killed. And one of the ways that they said that she was killed was that they had, similar to what Nika had said also about sexual abuse by rats, not the rats. The rats are not doing the sexual abuse. It's the people doing the, you know, anyway. But they said that she, this woman, Lacusta, was executed by, uh, they had taught a giraffe how to rape people. So she was raped by a giraffe and then eaten by animals. Whoa. Taylor's Whoa. face Whoa. is horrified. Slow down. Whoa. So Taylor's crying in this episode. Yeah. So the giraffe, but the thing is a lot of, you know, historical sources are like, y'all, y'all, this isn't true. At most, what could have happened is that maybe she was raped by a donkey. Okay. Because, oh, but then they're also right. like, that also might not be true. That might just be something people were saying because the oldest surviving Latin text is called the golden ass. And in that book, which is um, a, a fiction, a work of fiction, there is uh, the, the main character. He gets turned into a donkey and I believe he is made to rape somebody as a donkey. So they're like, this might all be fake, but the thing is, animals have been trained. There are, you know, actual historical records of animals being trained to torture people. And one of the animals that is... Taylor, you're extra going to hate this, probably. I love how the humans are just, like, passing the buck. Like, we're not going to... We're just going to train the animals to do it. That is so barbaric. Yeah, our, like, proclivity for torture. We're like, let's have the animals do it, too. How how, yeah. how nice. So this was in from like the medieval period to up to like colonialism within uh, South Asia, particularly in India and like in Sri Lanka and areas around there, they actually would train elephants to torture people and execute people. Elephants are so sweet. That's so mean to how them. Would they, That's how, so mean. How? <laughs> so um, a lot of times, I think most often the elephants were used exclusively for execution. So one thing that they would do, they, there was one account uh, I think it was from the 19th century where this one guy, this one British guy uh, was watching this and there was an elephant. There's the man, the guy who's going to be executed. And then there's the elephant. And he like walked around the guy three times. The guy's head was put on like a block and then the elephant just stomped on his head. So yeah. that's one account. Um, but then there's also, it seemed there were some, some conflicting accounts, but there are also a variety of count accounts of, uh, elephants being used to actually torture people as well before they were executed. So not just a crashing on, not just stomping on someone's head, uh, but, you know, there were some things where the tusk would be used to impale people. Also, uh, people would be tied down and the elephants knew how to tear off people's limbs and then they would trample them. Mm. Because, you know, again, elephants apparently are pretty easy to train. Oh, they're so sweet. I hate that we're making, well, not we, but, you know, I hate pe that people have ever made them do mean things. Yeah, another Inside. thing they would do is they would, like, you know, tie a prisoner or someone who's about to be executed to an elephant's foot, and then the elephant would just walk around, and that would just basically yank their limbs out, and so all of their limbs would become detached, not detached, they'd Anklets. be, like, out of socket. Yeah, oh. and so... Elephant oh, anklets. Elephant anklet is a That's human what they body. would become, yeah. Ew. Ugh. But I want to say that another animal that is frequently throughout time in all regions of the world that has been used for 
torture is insects. Give it up for oh, the bugs, no. you know? Give it up for the bugs. Give it up for the bugs. What do they do? You can't train them. You can't yeah, train them, they but... They just do what they do, you know? They you just know, be doing what they do. That's why they're called bugs. That's why they're called bugs. That's why they're called bugs. It is. So they I mean, bug you. This, like, there's accounts... There's accounts from all over the world about bugs. So basically the sm- the simplest one was like in ancient Siberia, you know, they would just tie you up to a tree in a dense forest and then you would just get eaten by bugs, you know, to death. You'd be stung by mosquitoes and flies and wasps and all of that. Oh no. But the one that is super sadistic and fun comes from ancient Persia. Um, mm. It's called scaphism. And there's at least two recorded accounts of this happening. Um, And so basically what would happen is they would give the condemned, they would stuff them full of milk and honey, just make you keep consuming as much as you possibly can until it upsets your tummy a little bit. So then you start just Mm. having a lot of D word, diarrhea. So sorry, Nika. Oh, no, no. And this whole time while this was happening, um, you would have been enclosed in either a hollowed out tree or two boats that have been nailed together, but your head's out, your limbs are out and your arms are out and your legs are out. Um, And so you're also just like being super overheated in this box, being stuffed with milk and honey, having diarrhea. And then sometimes they would go and float you out in like a stagnant pond or body of water, or they would just leave you out in like a nice field. Um, And also they would lather you in honey. So because of that honey, but then mostly because of the excrement, a lot of uh, bugs Insects would come to your body, uh, start biting you, the wasp, etc. But the worst thing is that they would start, you know, laying eggs in your excrement, which sometimes Mm -hmm. then went up into your anus. And then you would die from septic shock because maggots were living inside of your body. I'm literally dying of just shock shock. Oh, yes. My goodness. And this would... You know, the one account that they that I saw that, you know, quote unquote, for sure happened. The death was an agonizing 17 days. So 17 <laughs> days, 17 days. Yes. No. Yes. And you have maggots living inside of your That butthole. is disgusting. That is disgusting. Like that. Why are no you smiling, Gabby? <laughs> That's disgusting. I'm stressed. Oh, no. Also very expensive. Milk and honey. That's a lot lathering someone in honey it is kind of like an interesting uh juxtaposition or just like this decadence of this death in some way but also it's horrible so ha 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 taylor (laughs) yeah taylor can you brighten our day (laughs) are you gonna brighten our day with this so that's the end of what we're talking about with animal stuff because we're all we're all feeling a little bad now so woohoo but taylor Mm-hmm. You have a tale for us about instruments and death. So, Taylor, take I it do, away. I do. Okay, so this is about this Englishman. From, uh, he was 61. He is not named. So I was thinking, I'm thinking of either, should we call him Harry or Liam or like, are you a directioner? No, those do are just Harry. really common. Do Harry. Okay, Harry. Yeah, I like Harry. Okay. Hello, my name is Harry Styles. This is not about Harry Styles. This is just about a a man we're going to call Harry. Anyway, so this man, Harry, spent seven years with difficulties breathing. This was in 2014, so pre-COVID. He goes to the hospital, like in and out of the hospital, and is diagnosed eventually with hypersensitivity pneumonitis, or HP. That's what I'm going to call it because that's less difficult. Like an Um, HP printer? What is that? It is an allergy to like a mold or a fungus or a dust, which is more or less allergies. But typically, so, you know, when he first went in, they were like, oh, like, let's treat you for allergies. But nothing was working. But honestly, I don't know anybody that has allergies that has like a solve for that anyway. So if you know someone that knows how to like fix allergies, I'm sure there's a lot of people that would love to know that. I mean, like, Zyrtec, <laughs> like, you know, but not not permanent. I know what you mean. But you you know what I mean? Like yeah. everybody, well, they're they're still taking like Zyrtec or whatever every yeah. single day and nothing, they still seem miserable. Luckily, I don't have allergies that bad. Just got to yeah. wait it out. Just wait it out. Well, 
All right. So poor Harry here. You're like, um, it didn't work out for him, but okay. It did not work out for him. <laughs> well, okay. So so HP is actually, it's known to be a risk to many farmers, uh, spa workers, cheese workers, food processors. Um, cheese workers? Other- Who's a cheese worker? Look, I am a cheese worker. Um, I love I, cheese. I've heard, I've heard that it also affects – I read a really interesting article about this literally years ago, but you guys know that I go get my nails done all the time. Well, I used to pre-COVID, but people who do like acrylic nails all day also have that because they're constantly breathing in the the fumes from the paint or like the glue or like your nail shard, like your nail powder coming out. Like it's a whole thing. And it's really dangerous and terrible. Yeah. It's it's something it can be found in animal fur, water, hay, basically stuff that doesn't dry very well. And like what happens when stuff doesn't dry very well? It gets moldy. Anyway, so Harry struggled to breathe quite a bit. He had a dry cough in and out of the hospital. And then at one point he's like, yo, I need just I need a vacation. I actually don't know if he was vacationing if it was for work, but he was in Australia for three months and he gets better. He's, like, able to do a long walk, which he hasn't been able to do for years. And he was, like, feeling so good and hopeful. Things were getting better. But this is Cadaver Gals, so things then got worse again. Great description Great. of the show. <laughs> Great. So Harry returns back to England, and he's back in distress. He can't walk even short distances, like, to the mailbox or something. So doctors go all house on him, right? And they search his – they're, like, looking for – in his house for mold. They're, like, no farmers. Like, they're interviewing him. Like, why could you possibly have this allergy? Where is it coming from? Because basically the way to get rid of it is to eliminate the issue, eliminate the mold. But they, like, couldn't figure it out. And they're stumped. And it is too late because poor Harry expires. That's That's a way to say it. Fast forward two years, and lo and behold, doctors missed one very key aspect of Harry's life. Harry was an avid bagpiper. He played every single day, except for those three months that he was in Australia, which is where he was feeling pretty good. So, two years too late, they figure out what happened. They could have fixed it, but too late. Wait, what about a bagpipe, though? What's wrong with the bagpipe? Is it because it's annoying? Oh, does it make mold? So this condition can be called bag it from this incident is called bagpipe lung. It's also known as farmer's lung or my favorite, which is pigeon fancier's lung. Which What's honestly a pigeon is, fancier. So yeah, as funny as that sound uh sounds, it should be taken like I don't know if it's like taken very seriously, but because it's just like people who are around birds a lot, but like Oh no. Anyway. Wait, but is it that birds have disease or what yes what they, oh, like, okay okay like from like their poop and gotcha. you know being around that like mold and stuff okay. gets on <laughs> yes yes mold is there feathers i do yeah i know i i hear what you're saying but i just didn't know like what yeah how are do people they, playing how do birds like a bagpipe you know yeah. like, <laughs> they call it like on? pigeon fanciers and like far like they just need to call it some i mean they're just i feel like they're making jokes of this condition and i just don't think that's very nice yeah um you tell him taylor tell the haters taking on science again so scientists they find his bagpipe test it and there it is pink yeast in the bag fungus in the mouthpiece and all of the other parts there's lots of aspects and parts of a bagpipe so he was breathing in these spores every single day and these spores were, like, causing scarring on his lungs, which were then causing his difficulties breathing and cough and ultimately his demise. So after this, there is, an, like, so many articles come out, like, as a PSA, like, hey, everybody who plays an instrument, the oh, like a wind instrument, clean your instrument. Like, right now, do it. Do it all the time because you could die. PSA. <laughs> Please clean your instruments. Um, but also, I think just generally speaking, like, let's just be clean people. Um, you know, wash your hands. I mean, I guess if you play an instrument that's like literally a sack of like what that you spit into might be yeah, yeah. good. So, oh my okay. gosh, wash your vibrators. Oh my gosh. I'm thinking about... about. Are you just like having an epiphany that you need to wash no, that I know. <laughs> I know. I know you have to wash <laughs> it. I'm just thinking of like materials that we interact with daily that you know, involve fluids 
And mm-hmm. uh, I'm like, oh my gosh, people need to know these things. <laughs> yeah. Clean Thank you, Nika. <laughs> anything with PSA. anything that, yeah, especially anything that like encounters any kind of moisture because <laughs> water can, is a I'm great like place for mold and spores to grow. Like... Anyway, so I'm sure you all have seen a bagpipe. It's, I'm going to break it down. Okay. Are you ready? It's got a bag and some pipes. Ooh. Ooh, oh. Ooh, <laughs> oh you don't God. say. Hey, you don't, don't say, say, Taylor. So, all right. So, anyway, so for the bagpipe, you have to season your bag. And that way, there's it kind of helps not trapping in moisture. It also, it the reason that they originally did it was so that it's sealed completely and so that no air is escaping. But it also helps to not rot the bag, not grow fun- the fungus that kills you. So it's suggested, depending on how you use your bagpipe, that you must season at least twice a yearish, which is actually less than I was kind of anticipating. But you know, is that like with paprika and salt and pepper? How do you see what is see a bagpipe seasoning? Yeah. So does it taste good? Well, so hang on. Before we get to that, I just want to mention some of the factors that go into why you have to season and. One is the type of leather, and two is if you're a wet or a dry blower. Ew. Uh, <laughs> I, know, I know Taylor enjoyed saying that. I know no, Taylor loved saying that. And you know that I would love that. Exactly. I had to say it because I knew y'all would love it. And it's like a BuzzFeed quiz. Are you a wet or a dry blower? Or a dry blower. <laughs> and every single, in every single one of the, like, descriptions of like how to season it mentions like if you're a wet or a dry blower so anyway those are the important questions to ask yourself yes so um okay so this seasoning not really i can really get to the bottom of exactly what it is but it's like the consistency of maybe like a paste or like a butter um so you have to heat that up so it becomes a liquid you take off all the little pipes and then you uh cork them you put little corks in there um, so that the seasoning doesn't come out and then you just like rub your bagpipe, like the bag together so that it just seasons everything. And then you then let it harden. Do not play it too soon or you can mess it up and you'll be inhaling these, this seasoning that you shouldn't be inhaling. So there you have it. That's how you season a bagpipe and that, and be sure to always clean your instruments and, you know, anything else that may touch a liquid. <laughs> Good advice from good effort gals. Yeah, guys, everyone who owns a bagpipe. I mean, I do. I did have a bagpipe for like five no, years, you didn't. but I never figured out how to play it. So Thank I God. just, no it offense. Was, it I was, would hate that. Gabby, you could have died. I know, especially I got that bagpipe from eBay. So lots of bad Stop decisions. That. Stop it. So a used bagpipe. Okay. So do as I say, not as I do. All right. Well, uh, now that we all know to season our bags, and I do think we should all ask the internal question of, are you a dry blower or a wet blower? And what does that say about you? Let us know. Let us know in the comments. Okay. Over the break, just ponder that question about yourself and we'll be right back. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpert. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, My name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. 
I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men how this beguiling woman in her 50s she looked like a million bucks with zero qualifications she had a harvard plaque tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents she's got all of these maseratis and bentley's all in the driveway is it like a mansion yes it's a mansion that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich man because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so we're back with Cadaver Gals, and Nico was just doing a chip dance. So 10 out of 10, cute. you guys you I guys needed a chip. I needed a chip. I yeah. hate the chip. The only way to consume a chip is if you also dance. Uh, well, that's actually a way to choke. Can you imagine dying right here and there on FaceTime without, without any help because I'm alone? All right, anyway. Well, no, I do think that's the next step of true crime podcasting. As soon true crime podcasters will just kill people to have a good story because... God. Of the nature of this industry. <laughs> People be weird. Okay, guys, I am so glad that Nika had mentioned Emperor Nero in her story earlier because you know what Nero is? He's horny. He's a bad uh -huh. dude. And know what else he is? Mm. What? A bagpiper. Oh, he no. played no the, the bagpipes. Yeah, no, he did. Horny he did. murderer bagpipe. The triple threat. He is a triple threat, literally. That's the worst um, kind of guy. Don't you hate when you're a murderer? Sorry. <laughs> Don't you hate when you're a horny, murderous bagpiper? Oh, my God. Okay. Because I feel like people generally know that Nero... You might have heard that he was a crazy dude who like killed a lot of people and was like, obviously, he did the rat torture barrel stuff. He did a lot of other stuff, too. But I just kind of want to think about Nero and all the terrible things he did, but within the context of him playing the bagpipe, okay? Because like, mm -hmm. can you imagine? He's like murdering his mom. He's murdering his wives. He's murdering all these people, but he's also playing the bagpipe. You can't take that man seriously. That's torture in and of itself. Yeah. I know. You know he wasn't very good, too. No one has commented. I mean, people have actually commented. Gabby's eyes are twinkling. Okay. <laughs> well, the sad thing about, you know, kind of being a performative narcissist sometimes, I can see some of myself in Nero. Not the, like, torturing, murdering part, but this one part I do want to say is that he would routinely 
force people to come to these long ass performances that he would do from like theater and music stuff and like literally lock people in a theater for hours to watch him perform. And I can only imagine part of that performance was him playing the bagpipe. That's torture. Gabby, do you see yourself in that? I mean, I could see me being like, I already do this sometimes. Like we had a little party. I made y'all listen to my songs, you know, like kind of on a micro scale. I did. Okay. (laughs) I did. I did do that. AKA Nero. AKA Nero. But the thing is like his performances that he would do were so terrible that some people would fake their own deaths to get (gasps) out of going. And also there was one performance where a lady, she gave birth during their performance because it was so long and she couldn't leave. She was just like in the theater. That sounds sadistic. He sounds You know when it's a problem when women start having babies. You know, you're in the middle of your show. Yeah. She wasn't even pregnant before the show started. (laughs) (laughs) It was crazy. It was so long. Oh my Um, goodness. But yeah, so Nero... Like, because I'm just thinking about this, okay? So Nero very notably killed his mother. Or, you know, he ordered someone to go kill his mother for him. And I'm just imagining him, because, like, his mom, he became emperor when he was 14 years old. And his mom was like, hey, I'm going to use my son. I'm going to live vicariously through you so I can rule Rome. But then as he got a little bit older, he was like, nah, ma, I'm going to do it. Leave me the fuck alone. Like, she even put her face on some coinage in Rome. And he was like, "Uh uh-uh, mom, what, what the hell are you doing, okay? So. So um, I think one of the reasons that they say that his pettiness came through and he wanted to kill his mom was because he started sleeping with the wife of one of his mom's political allies. And his mom was like, don't you dare do that, Nero. Like, what are you doing, my dude? Such a bad boy. (laughs) And then she was like, you're gross. Don't do that. And then she's like, he's like, I'm going to kill you. Toot toot on his bagpipe. Okay. He orders one of his servants to go like plan a boating accident for her but then she doesn't die in the boating accident so she doesn't drown and so she like swims to shore and then the servant just like kills her and the Nero was like it was a suicide do 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 bagpipe you know <laughs> he's just like <laughs> like a little leprechaun running around his palace with his little bagpipe getting people killed punching drywall and like playing his bagpipe he was the original spoiled white kid exactly I mean he obviously wasn't the most mentally stable of people um you know, because even after he killed his mom, he felt a lot of regret. And there's this one painting of him kind of like looking wistfully off of his bed. And I can just imagine him writing some like pop punk, you know, bagpipe ballads or something being like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have killed my mom. But like, whatever, I'm just gonna kill more people. So he killed bagpipe his first wife. Ballads. Oh <laughs> bagpipe ballads. So he killed his first wife. And then he got with his mistress at the time. And then they seemed kind of happy for a little bit. But then they started arguing. And I can imagine, I mean, of course you would start arguing if you like were living with a man who played the bagpipe. Like when oh, yeah. that would start pretty quickly right after that. So they had a kid, uh, but then she died while she was pregnant with their second kid. And they say what could have happened is Nero punched her in the stomach and then, oh, or he just like stomped on her stomach until she oh, died. Goodness. And so, yeah, he, he then also felt bad about that. A little bit. Did he? I mean, they say he did a little bit, but he also was a bagpiper, so you can't trust him. Never trust a man who plays a bagpipe. That's what we're you learning. Know, all you single ladies out there, maybe that's like one of the first questions. Like, do you play a bagpipe? Oh, I thought you were gonna be like, are you a wet or a dry blower? <laughs> that second is question. The second question. Third question is, do you season your bag and how often? And so. He also, you know, obviously he was very performative. He did like his little theater shows all the time. But then another thing that happened is there was the great fire of Rome. And a lot of people think that Nero was the one who started the fire. And because it just happened to be where he wanted to build this giant villa just a dink, And there is this story where there is like, yeah, Nero during the fire, he was just like in his other palace, like playing his fiddle, but fiddles weren't invented yet. So I just imagine that during this great fire, he was playing his bagpipe, just being like, do 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 bagpipe and you know, the fire's raging, ha ha ha. And then the fire, it raged, uh, lots of property was destroyed. And then he did build his new palace on it. And his new palace, of course he did, was an orgy palace. It was basically made to be like a sex party palace. 
and it was like super decadent and all of that. And he also made like a 125 foot statue of himself in front of this like villa palace, sex palace. And they would just like do this thing where they would just like people would come and they would feast and they would feast so much that they would vomit and then keep feasting. And then they would just have these massive orgies. And don't worry, I'm sure he would be just like tooting around with his bagpipe too you know you getting getting your drink on pulling out your bagpipe that's what he was doing he sounds like the worst he sounds like elon musk (laughs) (laughs) that's my conclusion i was gonna say he sounds like the guy at the party you know that always brings out a guitar hey y'all want to hear wonderwall (laughs) yeah exactly but it's yeah it's the bagpipe but like the fiddle wonderwall hadn't come out yet and this time period around 54 to 69 AD. Thanks for keeping me factually accurate. Yeah, I'm trying to keep us factual on this show now. All about music history, too. (laughs) I mean, it's a great fact. Wonderwall did not come out (laughs) in the first years of the AD. No, he literally sounds like the worst, Gabby. I'm... And, and of course, he did rat torture, too. Yeah. And I think I maybe structured the story in a way that it's we're going to maybe end on a really upsetting note. But he also, you know, he loved to sexually abuse people, especially like young people, like girls and boys. Um, he would at these sex parties sometimes like tie up a basically a child and strip them naked and pretend he was eating them just to like have fun, I guess. Oh. And also another thing is after he killed his uh, second wife or uh, by stomping on her belly, he felt really bad. So he, you know, naturally found a young boy who looked like her, castrated him, dressed him in women's clothing and married him. So. Oh, oh my gosh. All, all while bagpiping this whole time. Gabby, was your was your take just like Nero's life through a bagpipe lens? I mean, I'm just imagining like he's kind of like the worst fuck boy. I mean, you know, like, look at me, look at me and then like, look at me. And also when you are looking, I'm playing the bagpipe. It's like the worst possible thing, you know, like like you're playing, playing Wonderwall. I I can handle some. I like a Wonderwall. I want suggested Wonderwall at a party, like ironically, (laughs) but also because I wanted to sing it. Okay. (laughs) But I'm just like. Who pulls out a goddamn bagpipe? Those things have never been subtle. Like a ukulele, that's like that's a little subtle string-a-ding, okay? But a freaking bagpipe, not subtle. Even the ancient Roman ones, you know, they had only like one pipe usually, but that's so loud as fuck. So, I mean, I hope he seasoned. Actually, I wish he didn't season his bag. That's what I'm saying. He could have gotten this bagpipe long. But he did die at 31 of suicide, so, you know. Hey, yo. <laughs> Um, thank you, Gabby, for that. Yeah, I mean, I just wanted, he was, he is historically, you know, not the world's first bagpiper, but he is the most, the most famous first bagpiper. And the worst. Yeah, let's reframe his legacy and not give him that benefit of being like a torturous, horrible person. We'll just, let's just call him a bagpiper and that's all he is, okay? He's gonna a haunt bad you. bagpiper. Yeah. He's going to haunt you. He's going to like appear in your sleep paralysis nightmares and be like, let me play the bagpipe for you. <laughs> and then do that some rat torture awful. and then like Diogenes yes. will come back alive. It's like, yeah. I mean, if we get haunted by this show, it's going to be bad. <laughs> yeah. I, I literally reject that so deeply in my body. You have no idea. <laughs> uh, anyway, guys. Well, this has been another episode of Cadaver Gals. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk at you next week. Bye. Cadaver Gals. Cadaver Gals is a production of School of Humans and iHeartRadio. It is hosted and produced and etc. etc. by Gabby Watts, Nika Duarte, and Taylor Church. You can follow us on the internet on Instagram and Twitter at CadaverGals. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold Blooded, The Apollo Gym Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks. scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich man because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 